You're now listening to the Where's My 40 Acres podcast, baby, with your host, Phenom Black, Miss Music Lover, Twan Burgundy, and Silent X. This podcast ain't free. Well, maybe it is, but you better listen, niggas. And I found my own voice. He was used to <laughs> saying, okay, no, we're doing this. We're moving this way. And I'd be like, oh, okay. But when he came home, he'd say, we're moving this way. And I'd be like, well, no, well, I got this to do. And he's like, well, that's not the way. You know, it wasn't what he was used to. He was used to controlling things. Wait a minute. And, well, <laughs> having things his way at all times. But once I got on my own two feet, I felt like I should have a voice too. And that voice, it was a little different from what he was used to. So that, to me, is what caused the issue. Was it because I'm just being outlandishly disrespectful? Because if you recall, excuse me, you recall, you cannot move, you cannot go anywhere. I was still in the house, like I was on probation, Mm -hmm. doing all the things. But because I had a voice that was not so timid, like to mm-hmm. me, this is my this is my this outlook. Her perspective. This, this is her my outlook on it. Tim. I feel like yes. he he felt like hey, right. this is not the woman I love, and this is not what I want. Mm-hmm. I want somebody that if I tell her this, she's gonna listen, and she's gonna do this the way I want her to do it. And that's where he went. He went and found him somebody that he can be like, hey, don't move, something this, do that. And then I was not. You know what I'm saying? I understand. I understand. Okay, this is the thing. It's not about your voice. Okay? Go out there and get your voice. Silent age media, man. Mindset of a young nigga with idle time. They say a devil's workshop is an idle mind. It's hip hop infiltrated by a wicked built industry. I'm me, I'm representing for the underground. Independence, Fifth Amendment, freedom of speech, the revolution is pending. But it's cool because you see we on the mission. Television off this a viral petition. Man, and I hope you pay attention. The WM48, we keep it real. Hey, what's good, everybody? You're listening to the Where's My 40 Acres podcast. I'm your host, Phenom, and we are here tonight. It's me. It is Deidre. It's Twan. Mike should be here soon. I know he said he was running late. And we're going to do this podcast thing because we didn't do one last week. It was Thanksgiving, and everybody had plans. So that was good. Everybody got out and actually did something. I think yeah, I, I had to get a plate because, you know, I didn't go home and I didn't cook anything. So I had to be like, I got to re-up somewhere. No, so I'm, friend, I'm glad. Um, hmm? I'm glad you did. I'm glad because at first you was like, I don't have nothing planned. And I was like, DJ got like 50 million friends, though. She going to somebody. No, else. I do not. <laughs> I'd be here by myself, all by my lonesome. I really don't have a whole bunch of friends, like you say. But um, nice. the friend that I, this one I do have, um, him and his wife, every year they do like a pre- thanksgiving thing and initially they weren't going to do it but then i guess last minute they decided but they um always do a pig like a whole pig so they duck they like dig a hole in the ground put the pig in they do all of that stuff i want some pig i was thinking about that too i mean it'd be good because his wife's puerto rican so um leslie makes like her mojito sauce from scratch Mm. and that's what they rub the pig with Oh, and they inject it with it and everything. That, I mean, it's good. And she'd be like, yeah, you know, we keep the head because, you know, they um, use it for something. Some bra. I was about to like, say, girl. They better not be using it for rituals. Praying to the head. Well. 
eat the body, pray the head. Mm-mm. <laughs> I say this year, um, you know, cause, cause Turkey is a very divisive meat at Thanksgiving. People either know how to cook a Turkey or they don't. And very you know, true. if your family don't, cause don't nobody eat that shit. It'd be so much Turkey. There'd be so much dry as Turkey meat left. And people will take it home and make sandwiches with it the next day and almost die. listen to this podcast today because oh. <laughs> my, i mean i love my mother like she can norm she can cook a lot of a lot of stuff but that turkey oh my daddy be he be jokey every year like this thing is the driest bread. He said I could. He said I could make a whole house with this old bread. <laughs> I be like shit, man. Eat like, dry, a dry turkey breast on bread. Cause you ain't got no like no dressing. <laughs> like you gotta put some mustard on it. Nigga, nigga I put so you much mayo. Oh, I put so much mayo on my next day turkey sandwiches <laughs> when I was a kid. Something. My mom was like, "Why are you using all that mayo?" And I'm like, "Cause I like mayo." <laughs> Like, this turkey dry. And I used to tell her, "Why don't you, um, oh, you know, put the butter?" Because like I, I, I brine my turkey, and I was like, "Why don't you just brine it?" And she was like, "That's white people stuff." I said, "Okay." okay. And then I was okay. like, but, uh, oh, no, look, "No, we marinate everything in the black culture." That's what I said. Okay, man. I'm like, what are you talking about? Brine. I said, you don't have to do my brine. You got to brine to keep but, that moist I mean, in. Uh, like, I do that huh? with fish. You got to brine to keep that moisture in when you put right. some heat to Like, it. you don't have to do, like, a fancy brine. You could just do a little bit. Like, a, it's literally, like, water, seasoning. <laughs> huh? It's just salt and water. Like, you... That's all. Uh, yeah, you could put a little sugar. Some people put a little sugar in it. You can do whatever you want. But, I mean, you got to do something. Please Jesus. do. Please do, cause cause the one thing that should not be dry as fuck is some fish, and you definitely <laughs> like that's that's the most oxymoron. That's the most ironic shit ever is to get some dry ass fish, dog. But niggas don't be brining their shit and then want to grill it. But so I was saying about the turkey thing because this year I don't know who did the turkey, but nigga when they took the foil off it, I was like, mm, I'm getting some of that turkey. <laughs> that <laughs> that shit. That was dripping sweat and Ooh. like it was sweat running down the skin i was like you it was it was sweating so good that you really couldn't tell the difference between the white meat and the dark meat when you was picking mm-hmm. out the meat man and maybe had and at this point <laughs> at this point if it's cooked like that if it's moist like that don't ask me if i want some gravy i don't need no fucking gravy it's not dry I'm good. I can eat it straight off the meat. <laughs> like I don't need to. I don't need to soak that bitch in gravy. Like I feel like yeah. gravy is a way to. There are good gravies. Like people make their own gravies and stuff. I'm not saying it's not good gravies. I'm saying that gravy is some shit that you use to cover up the fact that some of your family members don't know how to season or cook shit. So you just you be like for some just, people, yeah, it's the moisture to add back into the turkey. Yeah, let me let me Your get this dry. Let me get this plain ass potato flakes and I'll pour some gravy on it. <laughs> let me let me get this girl stuffing or dry dressing. rice or this, this nigga name name one spot unless you getting um what what is was it egg food young or whatever unless you get some fucking egg food young which is really unnecessary at this point as an adult. But name one Asian spot Chinese spot you go to that you love. Where you be like, man, but if this rice has some gravy on it, 
it'd be perfect. <laughs> Name one. Ain't no. Ain't none. They they perfected the art of cooking rice. Like they walk cold wash it and all, so it fluffs up. Like gravy ain't nothing but nigga ketchup. Like y'all say <laughs> nothing but nigga ketchup. ketchup. That's all it is. Nope. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Nigga nope. catch up. Nigga. Some good gravy. I mean, I don't you like you said, this is besides like the good gravy. Like my shrimp and grits gravy is good. That's different. See but that's not real. That's, gravy. Like, that's different, but like, yeah, a lot of people the, I, I, Especially I, when they be that. um they be getting like my mama do, oh my god. That browning <laughs> packet. I be like Bruh, bruh. Just like when they handed <laughs> us the just like when me and Twan worked at Bush Gardens and they handed us the brisket powder. And I was like, but brisket make its own juice. And it was like, but you're going to make the juice now with this powder. Yeah. But no. Oh, you forget that. Now she used to hook it up, but yeah, she used to get that brown and powder. If your fam, the gravy packets. If your family <laughs> five cents. shows up to the crib with the type of gravy that you put on biscuits in the morning, absolutely. That's gravy. Like so- gravy made from sausage and shit that you pouring over biscuits. That's gravy. That shit that y'all be stirring in the pot at night and just letting it brew on the stove till it get like a little, like a little cover, like a little thin layer on top. And you be like, just gotta stir that a little bit. <laughs> That's not gravy, nigga. Like, don't give me that. The I, don't skin on the top. I don't want that shit. <laughs> do not want, I do not want that bubble gravy. <laughs> yes, absolutely not. Gravy, like, you talking I know to Mrs. You. Winters has, you know, what is it? The, the, Biscuits and gravy with the white gravy. If so, Miss- you know, I didn't grow up eating white gravy. Like, I didn't. White gravy is we, good I if you get it from the white I was about to say the white spot. If you get it from the right spot. No, I like it now, but I just, we never ate it growing uh, up. Like, until I got to college. And then I think, the, yeah, first place I saw it was Mrs. Like, I've seen it. Like, but we just never grew up eating it. So I really didn't know what it tastes like until oh, deliciousness. I went to Mrs. Winners. And I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. This is delicious, and then, you know it's Mrs. Winners. So, um, but yeah, we didn't grow up eating white gravy. Nigga, ketchup. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, man. So, um, Thanksgiving was great. Um, there there was some stuff that Ashley was like, I kind of have a craving for this, and I didn't get enough of it on Thanksgiving. So she went to Costco's the next day, and she rebrought it again, and she made it, and she basically had second Thanksgiving Aww. over the weekend because Shirley was over here, and they were watching, um. They were watching a uh, TV while they were over here. Mm. So, yeah, that that was cool. That was nice. And then, um, pretty much, I've just been like binging did you do through any Black movies. Friday stuff. I did. So that was gonna be my next question for y'all. Like, what did y'all order on Black Friday? Because I definitely ordered some. Brandon gonna have some fun shit and some. I'm 35 and I have a townhouse and a baby's coming. I need to buy this shit for black friday <laughs> yeah you got a whole baby coming um all y'all having whole babies not half babies uh, whole babies who, who all babies. of y'all you must be talking about the other two because i got a yes, whole the other two because 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 there's no whole babies over here yeah there's no whole babies over here <laughs> not at all I'm, I, I, you know what i'm gonna come be a half uncle yeah. to y'all. <laughs> Right, I'll be whole auntie. I'll yeah, be man, that. I can't, oh. can't be doing all this other stuff. Whole baby coming <laughs> with two sides. Can't, can't be doing all this other stuff, man. It's too much. 
Oh boy. Um, what did I buy? I um I didn't get a lot of stuff actually. Like I got a coat. Everybody says this they on had... Black Friday. I didn't get a lot. No, I actually didn't. I got a I got a coat and two pairs of shoes. Okay, flossing. All right. Uh no, no, these were like I think I paid like forty dollars for both. No, you're supposed to pay forty dollars for expensive shit on Black Friday. That don't mean you're not flossing. (laughs) That's 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 the point. That's the goal. No, but this is not balling. Forty dollars is not balling. It depends on how you did your Black Friday. Because niggas in Macy was definitely (laughs) balling this weekend. Oh my lord, that's all I bought. I didn't buy, you know, us poor people can't buy a whole lot of stuff. What type of coat? Oh, it's just an old navy coat. It's just an old navy coat. It got some stuffing in it. <laughs> it got some stuff. What is stuffing? You mean a bubble uh, jacket? No, I mean it got some stuffing. Got some softness in it. Keep you warm. It, it's the yeah. It's the regular uh, the pea coat. They had a brown one that I was like, I hadn't. I don't have a brown coat. It's got real mongoose in it. <laughs> real mongoose. All the goose. <laughs> shit no no maybe that's probably fucking squirrel but uh no that's what that's squirrel with softener. it'd be like goose down yeah mongoose. it'd be like how you wash your jacket all right first you look at the you look but at the they had action. all that stuff half off and that's the only because i don't really like old navy well now i don't really care for old navy but their coats are always good so um they don't like black people yeah, either, so. huh i said they don't like black people either so it's okay. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, um, but they had their coats half off, so I got a coat for thirty bucks, which is great. Mm-hmm. So, what did you buy? Talking about me. Hold on. What did Twan get? What you get, nigga? Uh... <laughs> oh, this is a setup. <laughs> this is a flaw setup. I get you. I okay. know. <laughs> you know he look. You know he stay. He's he stay flexing on this show. Man. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. You know that. You know that time I was walking and you know and I happened to be in the movie theater with Thirty K Brown and all and uh. I mean the nigga was there though. Quick. Nigga just you know, came like, in. Nigga flex all the time. You, you know, know when I was at San Diego. Nigga came in like Randall. I had that. Had had this 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 Uber trip when I was in San Diego doing Comic Con and stuff like that. Like, they got hit Comic Con. Sorry, y'all, I couldn't say I couldn't test them. <laughs> All this flexing. <laughs> shit, I can't get Uber. Like shit, <laughs> nigga, stop stalling. You know, we got the new phone that can't that doesn't come out in like two years. And you got me like, confused with saying now. Phones from China and shit. Like phones we didn't sync. I got that phone from China because it was cheap. Phones we didn't sync. You probably already saw the um. The new Marvel movie already, haven't you? Which one? Nah. Wait, why he asked? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no new Marvel movies. Like, why he That's why I said nah. <laughs> <laughs> and if I did see it, I'm not supposed to tell y'all. So let me be quiet. Flex. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Nine out of ten, though. Such a flex. What, oh my what'd you get, nigga? <laughs> nah, I didn't really. I really didn't buy a lot. That's bullshit. <laughs> that means you still bought something, got- though. I got some, so I got me some of them uh, Adidas, like them NMDs. I got a pair for me and my Aunt Keisha. Um, what else I get? Couple got me speed. a jacket from Columbia. Uh oh. Uh oh. They had a good, they had a good sale. Yo, man. they did though. Jacket. Did you see that shit? But you you can wear Columbia stuff for like twenty no, years. I, I got a nice, I got a nice jacket for like 
seventy dollars. Hold up, that, which oh, one did you good. get? Did you get like the hundred and fifty? Yo, did you <laughs> get the like, bubble liner? Really good, Doug. Did you get the bubble liner? Oh, which one? I get? I didn't get one. I wanted because I I don't like real big thick ones. No, no, no. The I bubble liners go in the big jacket, so you can buy the big jackets with the liner, or you can buy just the liner. Oh, see, I ain't say I ain't know all that. What? I got one at the crib. I thought I, I showed you that shit. I, no, didn't I, just know got, that either. I just got one where the inside when I looked at it, it was like because I like a, a thinner a thinner winter jacket, and then when I looked at it, it had like the shit like because the uh, my girl calls it baked potato because the shit like it got foil yeah, it got inside. the foil in it. I got the yeah, blue. I, I got a blue one. I was in there and I was like, I was like because I usually wear hoodies like it don't get that cold, but then even then I wear a hoodie and just layer and stuff. And I was like, oh, so this is what a coat feel like when the wind don't go through it. Oh, oh my nice. god. <laughs> Bro, what y'all thought I was talking about last year when I said I'm buying me a white people's jacket? I meant I'm going to Columbia. (laughs) That's where I went. Dude, no. I remember when you said it and I went there. So I was like, let me go get me a jacket. I always go like, man, Columbia jackets be expensive. Yo, when they on sale though, nigga. Also though, you get them on sale and they last forever. Bro, (laughs) you got the same jacket I got. I guarantee you, me and you got the same jacket because it has the the foil liner on the inside and that shit gets hot. I'm letting you know right now. You gonna, you gonna be wearing that shit on the I day where the breeze is blowing. You gonna go outside and be like, "Ooh, let me get my thin ass Columbia jacket, throw it on my liner with the foil in it." You gonna throw that shit on, and the breeze on the outside gonna be the same temperature, but temperature, but inside, <laughs> nigga, it's gonna be July, and you'll be like, right, "I gotta take the jacket off." <laughs> I gotta take the jacket off. I'm in here cooking, no, I, like I'm baking. I got that. What else I get? Because we, me and my girl, just went shopping, and then we got um bought each other some like early Christmas gifts. So I bought her the shoes. She Aww. got me like, uh, Adidas hoodie. And then we was buying books. Uh, got me a Star Trek book. It's wonderful. That's nerdy. Oh, that's dope. It is literally 300 pages Jesus. of Star Trek. Every every junk plus the Kelvin timeline. Mm-hmm. Basically has everything for the 50th anniversary. It's everything except for oh, like, nice. Discovery in it. And like I was, I just saw it and I was looking through, and I was flipping through it, and I was looking, and like Keisha just sat down. I I appreciate her for just letting me nerd out because I was like, oh, they got this part, and they got this part. This see, this one was from D Space Nine the episode, when they didn't do it. and she is just like, okay, like there's nothing new in this book that you've seen. I said, it's not. I know everything. I was just flipping through pictures in the back. She was just pointing at something. I'm like, oh, this is from this episode. So, oh, that's funny. Yes, it is. I I really enjoy Star Trek, and it's wonderful. And I have a whole commemorative book and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I got I got to go buy my girl some more gifts. I got to get her some more stuff because I always feel like I'm always getting her shoes and stuff. Um, yeah. Sometimes they just be it's asking better for than that. nothing. <clears throat> Dude, you know I got like for. I mean that's what she wants. Like I always, she got a whole closet of like every color vans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not like, questioning that shit. If you want, that's what I'm gonna get you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm not. I'm not trying to do not like. Oh, right. no! Tell me exactly what you want. <laughs> just like, give me some options so that way you'd be a little bit surprised. But I ain't like I be seeing these guys. Well, I need to do all this. Like, no, you need to just get your girl what she wants. That's what you need to do. You know what she's gonna do. Like my dad, he's really good at giving gifts to my mom, like stuff that she'll. She's like, I didn't know I wanted this. But this is oh, so- see, he be. He'd be anticipating. He, good job, he's sir. Good, yeah, he, my dad is a good gift giver. Like he really is. Nah, I'm a good like gift giver when I'm when I'm broke. <laughs> I am, but like since I got like when I got a new job, right? Because I've been like I've been struggling all summer. I got a new job, 
like the first thing I did was like it was around uh, her birthday, so I was like, "Come on, we're going to the store. I'm gonna get your Apple Watch." Oh, was that was like, sweet. And she was like, "Get that." You know, like I was like, "Oh, this feels good, man." Just like, "Here, man, just take this. Take this five hundred dollars. Take that shit." You felt like Brandon, didn't you? That's how. Yeah, I man. I was like, this, I was like, "This is what Brandon feel like all the time." Why y'all trying to bring this back to me? He be flying. I'm broke. Look, look, look! I had to get my Columbia jacket on sale. I got mine on sale too, nigga. <laughs> He got his last year. Um, sir, I got mine on sale. I don't know what you talk. I, I even told Ash, I said, listen, these are the four that's on sale. These are the colors I want. Because it was a Christmas present. I said, get them now, because they're on sale. After this, can't get them no more. Don't even worry about it. All right. We had our puny Black Fridays to set up for wow. your flex. My flex. Yeah. We are ready, sir. Ready to yeah, be like, so I brought my I brought my second home. <laughs> this nigga, yo. <laughs> this nigga. Uh, uh, it's a good deal. I wish. <laughs> lightweight for me to do it <laughs> <laughs> all right so i had me a, i had me a plan and i pulled out my evernote and i was like these when these sales going on sale these are the prices get what you can so let me see what did i i grabbed i went to target because they had these five packs of boxer briefs for ten dollars the haynes ones no you got it man they were sold out I though nigga it. They bought somebody. I finally re up on my draws, man, and like if that shit, bro, draws shit, have you changed, over, nigga. Draws man, have you changed. Open, when you open up that dresser and that shit full, bro, you get all, you get all, you get all your draws, all your wife beers, all your like. You ain't sitting here. You can go. You can go multiple weeks without without like doing like. Well, I still got draws. Like, oh, no, I ain't I'm gonna, gonna ask, watch. I'm gonna ask right you a now. question. I'm gonna ask you a question. It's getting a little personal, but I ask you a question. All right, because I I do this with I do this with socks and draws. I just want to know if I'm the only one. So when, so when you buy when you buy a new pair of drawers or some new socks, do you be going about what day of the week it is when you wear them? You be like, mm, I ain't doing that today. I'm gonna use my old drawers. Because <laughs> <laughs> you wanna flex oh. on the on on a, on a good day. Oh, okay. So look, so look. Yeah. Oh, so when you look when you get some new pair of drawers that fit right. It feels good. You're like, I got to put this on. I'm going to work, going out. You sitting around the oh house, man. You put the old drawers on. <laughs> put the I old drawers on when you sit around the house. I had to flex on Ash like two weeks ago because I went to Pumas when they had wow. a Puma sale. And I got me some Puma socks for $9, right? It was originally 20 And I've never owned a pair of Puma socks. I got like a six-pack of Puma socks. And I put them in my drawer. And I only took one pair out to try them on for the day just to see how they feel, right? I came back like a couple days later and out like I didn't like I glanced in my sock drawer and it looked a little light, but I ain't like really dig in. Right. I was like, hmm, maybe I wore two pair. Nigga, I went downstairs and Ashley was about to go walk core and she went, hey, look, y'all, I got your socks off. <laughs> I gave her the meanest death stare. No, you didn't. <laughs> And she, like, she tried to joke through it, and I held that shit for, like, five minutes, and I was like, you don't take my damn Puma socks off, I'm gonna cut you. <laughs> and she said, "Wow, you want me to take them off? Because they, they feel good. Yes, take my socks <laughs> off. Take my socks off. Because, listen, that sounds mean, but I have brought, like, five new sets of socks over the last two years, and I can't find none of them. And so then I find them in random <laughs> places. I found one sock in the trunk of my new car. 
I don't even know how I got there. <laughs> oh my goodness. One of them, though. Now, now all of them. And then Ashley liked the mixed socks. So I had some black ones and some gray ones, some and one socks. I ain't balling, but I had some and ones, some gray ones, some black ones. I find them all over the house like fucking Easter eggs now. I'll so clean out the back find- of the couch and a, a black one will fall out. Never a black one and a black one, just one black one or a gray one will fall out. I still don't have a pair of socks to put together from those. I, just, I started stepping up my um, my dress socks. Oh, yeah. I, I got like all the colors. I'd be like, I just tell, I'd be like, like my girl was like, what you want? Like, just find some dress socks, but like, just get any color. I don't care. Dress like, socks just, comfortable like, though, dog. Get like colors, get colors, patterns, whatever. Dress socks comfortable as fuck, though. If you get a good pair, oh my God, they're comfortable. I see why niggas like going to church some Sundays. They comfortable as that. They're some comfortable ass socks. Um, yeah, see, like, and I and I be in my office, so I got to sit there usually in just you know khakis and a polo or something like that. And they always look at me because they're like, "Man, you wear all these colors." Like, yeah, because I'm not about to wear just black and gray all day, man. I don't care if it's fall shit. You gonna get this coral today? This nigga, and I'm you about to have these socks gonna pop too. You can't do a lot in dress socks though. Like, you gotta have a chill day in dress socks. They can get funky quick. Like, they'll they'll do. Oh, that's what you just you got a bunch of. Like, socks. I just got yeah. all kinds of colors. You got you gotta you gotta make sure you take them off and clean them. Like and don't be active, nigga. No, don't you don't, like you can't reuse off, dress socks. Can't you can't do it. dress socks twice. You got to go. go on. You can't do dress socks twice. So um, let's see. So I didn't get the draws, so I'm not gonna be flexing on new draws this week. Um, Walmart had Final Fantasy X on the Switch for twenty five bucks, so that was a cop because I've been waiting for that price to go down. I needed a new Switch game, so I got that. But what I was really—I ain't, ain't getting no new games, man. You tripping? They had some good sales. So I wouldn't. I mean, because I got Outer Worlds like early the uh, PlayStation Network Black Friday sale. Yeah. So I just like I—I right, get that, that one went down to thirty-five on Cyber Monday. I know. I saw that after <laughs> I paid forty. <laughs> I was like, damn it! Can't wait. I went to um, Staples had a good sale on hard drives though, and I needed two five terabyte hard drives. They went down from like one twenty five to like ninety four dollars. So I got two of them. Five terabyte hard drives. So I got ten terabytes of new hard drive space. One of them to back up the my photography stuff, and the other one to back up my whole my um computer, just to to have a boot drive ready to go if it fails. Yeah, that's. I, that. I feel like it's all like if if you're not a photographer or like working at Pixar, <laughs> it's like you don't need. It. If you just cruising the internet, you don't need a five. No, nah, two terabyte drive will do just fine, and they won't sell for like thirty bucks. That'll last you forever and ever. So you'd have been straight. And then I was contemplating because my um, I've been trying to do research on my home security system, right? I I had I was contracted with this uh security system. I've been with them for like three years, and I looked at how much I was paying monthly for this alarm system, and it's like double what everything else is. So I was like, it might be time to switch up, and I'm out of contract now, so I can switch up and out of it. So I started looking into Simply Safe and Ring, trying to figure out which one of those I wanted to go with. Ring is like ten dollars a month, and Simply Safe is like twenty five, which is still I I, half. Then what I I'm thought about now. doing Ring, but they be they be they be up there collaborating with the police and shit. I can't be doing that. So that's a choice. That that's a choice you make. But they're, they're not the only ones doing that, so be wary. Any one of them that has an application at this point, that's why I haven't have done anything yet. Um, so I was so what I did. So Ring had a sale, and Simply Safe had a sale this weekend, and I kind of rung stuff up. No, no pun intended. 
I went to each site and just kind of put some packages together. Like how much would it cost me to replace my whole system? And both of them, you can do it yourself. You can have somebody come out to help you with Simply Safe, but both of them, you can pretty much like plug and play all the equipment all over the house yourself and then connect it up yourself. It don't really require a lot of wiring or nothing. So I've heard good things about Simply Safe. Simply Safe is good. Um, and I didn't know Ring had like security alarm. I just thought oh, they had yeah, the doorbell. Dog, right Ring has everything. Ring has so Ring has unlimited video storage plans for ten dollars a month, along with the alarm service. And you can add as much equipment as you want to it. They never charge you. So you can have twenty five cameras in the crib, and they will not charge you more because you have a bunch of cameras. It'll all just go to the same storage spot. So I, Best Buy had a sale for like the Ring. The doorbell, right? The um, with the Ring doorbell Pro, with a fucking Amazon Echo, with this uh, they have a range extender chimer that works with it that you plug into the wall and it extends the wireless signal and it chimes. So if you have a location in your house where you might not be able to hear the doorbell, you can put a chimer there and you'll be able to hear it now. So I went ahead and I copped that package. It was like originally like two fifty or something like that. I think I got it for like one seventy. And I installed the ring doorbell um, when it came in the mail the other day. It took like it took like five minutes to take off the old regular doorbell that I had and put the ring in its place. And it's only two wires. You just twist them in and stick it in and it just everything synced up. So now I be stalking people that come to my door when I be at work. And I now I know I now know who the hell be leaving all them damn Chinese food menus stuffed <laughs> in my front door. <laughs> Cause you get a little alert. It'd be like motion detected. And I look, look, the funniest one has to be the Amazon dude who delivered a package to my crib. This nigga walked up to the door cause it has like replay too. So if you miss it, you can go back and just replay it. This nigga yeah, came up to the door. He put the package on the ground. Then as he was walking away from the door, he put his arm behind him and pushed the doorbell, right? As he was walking away from the door, he pushed the doorbell. He that got, nigga had a good trainer. He is not trying to see you. Bruh, no, Twan, Twan, this is the funniest part. Because Amazon requires you to validate the delivery or to verify the delivery, right, with a photo. This nigga got all the way to the end of my driveway, turned around, and got down like he was pick, taking a picture of a fucking Instagram model. And he took a picture of the package. I'm like, so if we to open the door, we to open the door to a nigga doing a photo shoot of the package he delivered. <laughs> Dude, I be I've literally sat by my door. My chair is about ten to twelve feet from my front door. I have heard a knock, gone to the thing, nobody, and did. then there'll be a FedEx package. It's not not even a truck on the damn street. I'm like, God damn it, where the hell? Yeah, I missed him. <laughs> I missed him. How fast? Missed the begin. So I got the ring joint. Um, I did purchase Jedi Fallen because that went on sale Monday <clears throat> for Cyber Monday for like forty. 50 bucks, I think it was, for the deluxe edition. So I went ahead and I yeah. just bought that. Um, I went to Mace because my biggest grab, the thing I was trying to get was a fucking vacuum cleaner. That was the thing I was focused on. And I missed the vacuum cleaner I wanted twice. The first time I missed it, it went on sale Wednesday. And they didn't announce that it was on sale. Macy's just dropped it on sale. And I was like, I missed it by like 40 minutes or something. But it was this um this sharp, not sharp, shark vacuum, this F80 joint. And it's the thing about this yeah. this shit is it's cordless. It comes with two lithium ion batteries, right? It weighs like eight pounds 
and it has this mechanism that Shark invented called duo cleaning, where it has the regular spinners for cleaning a floor, and it has another set of spinners that are specifically for cleaning carpet. And they oh, like wow. switch back and forth. This Dude, bitch shark. costs like three hundred dollars. Shark got some good goddamn bag. I got a shark at the house. Shark man. and fucking Dyson, dog. But like, so like, so Shark had this three hundred dollar vacuum on sale for one forty nine. That shit went like fire. It went so fucking fast. I was like, okay, not getting that one. And then I tried to keep my eye to see if any of them went below two hundred. But I was like, I'm not paying over like one eighty for a vacuum cleaner. When I miss that shark one, I just can't do it. Amazon mm-hmm. has this vacuum cleaner. If anybody's looking for a good one, that ain't super expensive. Cause vacuum cleaners get pretty fucking expensive. They they get like good ones be like three fifty up to five hundred dollars. It's not it's not a game out here. But um, so I went to a YouTube page, and of course they got a whole YouTube page dedicated to testing vacuum cleaners against other vacuum cleaners. And they have this one on Amazon. It's called Musu, M-O-O-S-O-O. And it's the, uh, it's the KP-17, KPA-17 version. Or 17 KPAs, whatever, whatever. And that's like the suction power. So some of them be like 10, 12, 17 is like mid to high. So that's, that's really good, right? For the price. This one was $111. And it's seven pounds. And like you can, so with the new ones, you can take the top off of them and use that to like go vacuum out your car. So it looks like a handheld vacuum when you take the top off and then you can connect the top back to the stick and use it as a floor vacuum. And they all got that little flex thing in the stick now. So you can like get under uh, furniture and stuff without actually having to like level with the ground, the stick will bend and go under. But that shit came. And I basically put it together in like five minutes, and I ba- I could balance that shit on two fingers, like that's how light that shit is, you know. And it, I think the battery lasts for like thirty minutes, and it's got two mode, it's got two speeds, so it's got the medium speed, and then it's got the the hard the higher speed suction speed, which lasts like fifteen minutes, but the other one lasts like thirty, and I'm like that's perfect. Like Ashley can yeah. use that upstairs and it's light and I can use the big ass old one I got, the bezel, the bissel downstairs in the, the walk-in. The bissel. I got me a shark like a couple years ago. Cause especially when we had a dog and it was like like just had the hair all over the carpet and you had to vacuum like every two days. And then when we got that junk, the other one just wasn't like doing <clears> stuff. <throat> you know, it it just didn't yeah. have suction, it clogged up on the old junks. So I got one of your things that like never lose suction stuff like that. And nigga, when I I got the I got the old junk and I like I vacuumed my carpet, and then I did like I did one of the infomercials. Like I took the new uh, vacuum and then vacuumed my carpet again. I was like, well, damn, well, <laughs> right. All this dirt was still on the ground. So, it's, oh, you man, gotta that's an adult man like vacuums and shit. Because I've been looking for like a new washer and dryer, man, and. There is some things on the wash and dry that I'd be like, this is nice. This shit, this shit like a brand new car. They it's got modes. I, I heard they have like the um what is it? The refrigerators now where it has like the tablets. Oh, on the front really of it? In, in the front mm-hmm. where and it'll tell you like if things are low. I'm not doing all I was that. Like, what? I'm not So what kind of sorcery is this? I'm not doing all that, but that's just like they got. I went into Best Buy because I had to stand in line for 40 minutes to pick up my ring 
I was standing right near the washers and the dryers. Nigga, LG got a fucking washer that you what? You store the detergent in the bottom? Nigga, and it that runs shit is great. What? Cycles Nigga, I'm about you? to get yeah, that shit dispenses it for you, what? Deidre. It's like filling up a gas tank. He like filling up a gas tank. Nigga. I was like, what took so long for somebody to think of this? This is an amazing idea. Go wow. get your detergent, just pour it in there, and then don't don't touch the bottom. You just no store more. it in the bottom. Oh my God. And it just and loads probably, it. And you know your detergent will last long because you it's gonna be yeah. the right amount. <laughs> Look, you just hit in there. You go, ooh, medium load. <laughs> but you can store all out. your shit. You can store your detergent and your fabric softener, and probably your bleach. You probably can do everything, it's and you can program all your cycles. Look, like, you, oh you my like, god! Like, this this is how clothes. I can actually follow the the. The manufacturer's uh tag because right. this is our clothes is supposed to be washed. <laughs> right, instead of everything being like, oh, I'm just gonna, oh, there's three towels, I'll just fill it to the max. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness, Yo, Twan, the fucking. So I've washed my Columbia jacket because I hadn't washed it before, right? Because I was scared to wash that bitch, nigga. This is why I buy white people stuff. <laughs> I I threw that shit because you gotta wash it by itself, and I had to wash t- both my Columbia jackets because I bought two. Nigga, Oof. I threw that Flex. bitch. Yeah, no. Flex. I know he. That extra added. <laughs> if any, if anybody wants to see what Columbia jacket I'm talking about, go look at the pictures from our um Black Panther event. I, that was one of them is my Columbia, the black and the orange drink. But I threw that bitch in the washer with some detergent and let it go. And I was like, Lord, I hope this shit don't fuck up my jacket. <laughs> Bruh, pulled that shit out, hung it up. I think that shit did the Marty McFly jacket dry for Back to the Future on itself. <laughs> that shit was drying a couple, like two or three hours. It was done. The whole jacket. And it was like fresh. And that shit looked new. I was like, oh, oh, this this how jackets wash now when they white people's? Uh, look, I I was, because uh, I've been watching a bunch of like, like, like docuseries and shit like that. But especially like doing stuff with like, like fast fashion and stuff like that. Like, you know, like, because, like, people are just, like, there's quicker clothes being made and then being made cheaper and stuff like that. And then it changes how people look at clothes because then. Oh, yeah. You know, when they Is look that at explained stuff. from Netflix? Yeah, they did explain. They got another That's one called right. Broke where they did it. Uh, they have, um, then Patriot did it. But they're talking about, like, you know, but, like, now, then you'd be like, oh, I don't want to pay this much money for something. Right? But, like, nah, man. Your ass need to go and pay good money for some good quality products because that shit will last. You be sitting there being like, nah, I got, you know how many jackets I've had that just done, done, done fell apart Bruh. after a year? And you be like, oh no. And you be like, nah, I ain't paying like $200 for a jacket. Yeah, you pay yeah, $200 for a jacket, you're going to have it for 10 years. You're going to have it for 10 years. My dad always used to say that too. Definitely. Like you got to, some things you just can't buy cheap. Like, you know, and in the long run, you save more money and it's better quality than you trying to buy. Like all these cheap shoes, cheap jackets, like you said. So yeah. I said the same thing. You go, you go on and, and, and every, every season you, you rebuying clothes. Like, nah, man, you need to buy you a good expensive ass sweater or something like that. You know, they, you can have that sweater felt. But you need to take care <laughs> of your shit too. Like that's the other thing. People buy expensive shit and they don't take care of it. You actually need to wash it. Like the label says, you need to get some of your shit dry cleaned regularly like you really got to do that just saying like as you get older dog plus as you get older 
you're more mindful of that because one, you be buying them clothes and they feel so much better. <laughs> Stuff feels so much better when it's quality, quality tile, quality sheets, quality pillows. <laughs> quality. I'm looking at sheets uh, right now and like, hey, I'm like, I'm not going to get the sheets I want until, until like, me and my girl, we're looking at houses and stuff. We're like, until we get our king size, that's when I'm gonna get my, you know, that's gonna be my bed. And I'm gonna get my nice sheets. But I'm looking at sheets that's like a couple hundred dollars. I'm like, mm-hmm, that ain't bad. That's not that's, that's a nice cheap. pair of shoes. I'm like, that's a nice pair of sheets, though. Nigga, that's <laughs> cheap for a good it pair of sheets. It makes a difference. Sheets. Like, you know, I, I can get I can get these twenty dollar sheets, but I got some now and be mm. be tearing and stuff. <laughs> She, you know, she she be peeling up, be feeling rough on you. Bleeding, uh, the color be bleeding and all that. Man. Oh, man. Like, 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 why did they? It used to be brown. It used to be blue, but now it's like a it's a blue brown. This shit, especially like, towels. Like I'm big on no. that too. Like I need big towels, and they need to be good towels. Soft. They got to actually soak those the towels wood. that be smelling after day one, or they still wet after two days. Like, or they or they thin. I, they I thin. went back I a thin towel. I Woo! got some new towels, right? And then went back and it had some of my old towels that I had from like college or something. And I was like, "What travesty was I doing to my body?" Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> I was rubbing with sandpaper. I didn't even know. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I used to think my I used to think people. My dad was crazy, right? Because he would walk into places and he'll sleep on something and he'll use something. Because you know how old people do. They'll be like, "Man, they had some good. They had some good towels, though, boy. They had some good towels up in there." I was like, "They had some what?" Well, you, ain't, you you talking like you ain't never been no goddamn way. What you mean they had some good towels? And now, and now, when me and Ashley went to Middleburg and we had to stay at that damn Days Inn or whatever, I pulled one of them towels out and I started drying myself off. I said, "Hold on, this a this a good ass towel. This this is soft. She's soaking up. Who make this towel?" And I went and started looking at the tag and I wrote the name of the tag down. And it's a company you ain't never heard of, right? Yeah, I'm looking at it like this, though. This is how I'm looking at it. And understand, because a lot of y'all like, boy, I go get my towel from Target. Listen, hear what I'm saying. I love Target, too, but check me out here. If a hotel is doing luxury, like, you, the last thing they want is to have white people at the desk complaining about hard-ass towels. So, <laughs> if, or discolored towels, too, right. like that. Think, think about all That's the nasty niggas. Don't come out. Can't think, wash them. think about all the nasty niggas that stay in hotels and use them <laughs> towels, and then they put them shits through an industrial. What, have you ever have you ever looked in the laundry room at a hotel? It looked like a small factory. Oh yeah, they're huge. They put them towels through industrial heat, nigga. They put them. They incinerate these towels <laughs> to kill all the nigga bacteria off these towels. And then they fold them up and they put them back in your room and you use them without a second thought. You'd be like, can I get some more of them towels? And you, you will ask for all the towels. Right? So, so I started thinking, yo, when we go to hotel spots, nigga, look at the, look at where they getting these towels from and get your towels from there. Because you know that shit going to last. You know that shit going to clean and you know it feel good because it's in a luxury hotel room and you felt good using that shit. Like, same thing with bedding. That if you look on a lot of bedding sites, this this is what I went through when I was looking for me and Ashley's mattress when we first moved into this house. Every site I went to was like, they would have the comment section. Yo, does anybody know what the covers are that they use at the Holiday Inn on so and so Avenue? Because them shits was great, and niggas legit be telling you these are the covers that's used by this hotel brand, and these are the covers that's used by this hotel brand. So if you stayed at a Hyatt and you love their sheets, 
These are the sheets they be using. And you know what else I found out? Them sheets don't be cheap at fucking all. Them shits be expensive as shit. So when you climb into a hotel bed and you got a big ass duvet fucking comforter, that shit is expensive, dog. It's not cheap. It like, feels expensive. It they is heavy. expensive. Uh, They're good stuff. I was looking at it like, and they say they're like with like furniture. Nigga. I'm, I'm sitting here right now on two broken couches. Like we have two of them in here. <laughs> now we'd have had these shit two digits, just, just one side two. on the floor. One side of you sitting on the floor. Now we'd have had these shits for 10 years. Okay. We got okay. it for like, like a value city or something. Like, you know, see, I mean, for, they were I cheap. mean, it lasted a they long last, time. They value the, city, that's a long yeah, time. Yeah, we got them from. So it, it, it did what it needed to do. I'm very happy about how they lasted. You know what I mean? Because I didn't like I bought them last year and everything like that. Right. But I was like, so I was, I was, I was telling my girl, I was like, look, I'm looking at, I was looking at some beds and like just some wood, they had some wood beds that, um, that this factory they make, you know, they still like, we cut down the wood, we use hardwood and all that stuff. Right. And just the bed is like $2,000. So mm-hmm. like and I was like, look, we're going to get us a bed or something and get some of these like good wood pieces. Cause like, I was like, my, my parents have a kitchen table, right. That's made out of solid wood. I told her, I said, that's the only kitchen table we've had my whole life. We have not had any other kitchen table. Them four, same four chairs and that same table. My big ass then got big, then got small again, then got big again, then sat in these chairs. These chairs don't rock, don't creak. <laughs> they don't so, do nothing. You know yeah. what I mean? So, somebody, somebody sat there and put that stuff together. But now we going out here trying to, we up here buying cheap ass shit. You know what I mean? Going you to going, Ikea. Going to mm-hmm. Ikea. Your ass getting particle board. You know, that ain't wood. You get all the wood remnants. <laughs> oh, my God. Together. You getting all the wood <laughs> remnants. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then and then be wondering why like why why my bookcase leaning because the shit ain't go get you some solid. why is it peeling dog yeah like people used to you know, like people used to give furniture like used to pass furniture down yep. yeah yeah like, like this is my grandma set like because it was made out of solid wood that shit was a lot of money but you mm. gonna have it forever now we get stuff that is literally. Like you think, oh, it's cheap, but yeah, it's literally designed to break down. It is cheap. Oh yeah, that's why they give like, you I, I literally have my great great grandmother's rocking chair in my bedroom and it's made from solid wood and it's been passed down like and you know lord i don't know who i'm gonna pass it to now but still like that chair made from the ancestors ancestors it's it's old but it's solid wood it don't creak never had an issue sitting in it like you see the thing perfect you sit in a chair now, you sit in a wood chair now, and you can go sideways in that joint. Like, oh, bro, uh-uh. if I got to tighten the screws, <laughs> uh-uh. if I got to tighten the screws on these fucking chairs in this kitchen, one more goddamn. I feel, I feel like ain't nobody sitting in them, and I still need to be tightening them screws. But then I don't never, I ain't never seen my mother or my father get down on their knees with a screwdriver and tighten nothing <laughs> no, on their furniture. I done tight so many screws. I done tight so many screws. I done use so many Allen wrenches. They don't work. They keep shit. They, they keep don't so work. Tight. You be and stripping the, the wood know, and everything. It's loose again. Tighten it too tight. Now the wood break. Now you got to go get a whole <laughs> oh, chair leg. Like, I remember I got these little blue chairs and I think I got mine. They were like brooms to go. Like they had it on sale and I got like four of them. And mine's not, I rarely, like, I rarely sit in, you know, in, on my dining room table. So I rarely sat in the chairs. But yeah, it was like, when you sit in the chairs, they like, the legs spread a little. Yeah. Like, Wait, I don't never sit in these chairs. And when my parents and them came uh, recently for, um, well, last, yeah, was it last year? Yeah, last year for the hurricane. And um, literally, my dad sat in one and he was like, Oh no, we got to get rid of these. 
Like, because it's literally about to split in half. And I was right. like, you probably like the third person since I've had these that have sitting in this chair. And then it's not even that old. Was like, you got wood. You're making shit out of wood remnants. They are, they are literally going through. Somebody else is out there making this shit out of wood. They are there carving this good wood, using these things. And somebody else is sweeping up all that sawdust and putting <laughs> it together. There. And, and, <laughs> and pressing that stuff together. <laughs> you know how bad. So let me tell you, I will never forget. Because you know how you always see like the Wayfair commercials. Uh, you see the stuff on, on, you know, on your computer. So my homegirl, she bought some stuff from Wayfair. Like she moved into a new apartment, and it, and you know, it was like a, a she wanted like a desk for her room, and like I think a coffee table. It's like maybe three or four items, but you know, all the Wayfair stuff we have to put it together. So they brought, you know, they delivered everything. So she's sitting in there, and she was just like, "Wait, I'm missing the eye piece," because you know everything is like labeled by letter. So one of the one of the items, I think it was the desk, it, it was missing a, a piece. So she called them up and then they sent the piece. <laughs> I was like, what? She's like, yeah, it was like some weird piece that you put somewhere. I can't remember, but long story short, she or she they sent her a piece. The piece still didn't work. So she was like, well, um, she said, well, I want my money back because she said she really couldn't use the desk. Like nothing was wrong with it, but um she said it just didn't sit right like it was a whole bunch of like little things i'm sure if you were somebody that could you know that was good with furniture fixing you probably could you know finagle it or nigify it or whatever so you know what wayfair told her they were like um we'll just give you your money back and you can just you can just throw that away <laughs> it was like what Yo, <laughs> I was like, "What are we gonna do?" Like, you know, you just throw it away. And I, once I started and I read other people, they was like, "Oh yeah, you can buy something from them, and you can tell them like whatever reason why it's not working for you, and they'll just give you your money back, and you can just still keep the furniture." I mean, okay, yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. My parents get their shit from auctions. They'll get their furniture straight from an auction. And be like, I'll be like, where you get this new ass couch from? Oh, we got that from the auction. What auction? The auction. They had an auction. Went to the auction. We be what we wanted. And it'd be some old ass furniture that looks new and keeps itself up. And I don't I don't have to well, I got two smaller parents now, but somebody estate. Yeah. Oh yeah. That I mean, that was the move. That was the way niggas was getting newer cars back in the day. The fucking police auctions, mm. bikes and cars, because you know what gets stolen a whole lot: bikes and cars. So if you're looking for a dope ass bike, all, police auction. I'm always scared that I'm gonna find some nice car there, and it's gonna be some some mobster, and then I'm gonna get pulled in some shit. <laughs> like, oh, so you oh oh, so you got Carlito now? Like, nigga, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Did, I you cut, let it did you cut the uh, passenger seat? Because that's no, no, where the money is. Like, look, look, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just sitting there, and it'd be like, mm-hmm, like, why everybody follow me? You know what I mean? I I trip in the car, drop something, damn panel fall down, crack fall out. I'm like, what shit? <laughs> pull me over, where my money? I'm in some shit that I wasn't Find even trying to pistol with blood stains on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, now I'm in some stuff. I, I, everybody I, I like me. I'm like, saying. I don't want this. I hear what I you're saying, this, sir, sir. But you got it from a police auction, not a pimp auction. Okay, they done went through that car with the dogs looking for all mm-hmm. that shit. 
Cause mm-hmm. they, how you think that shit get back on the streets? The police. They gotta make they say they gotta make they pay too. They selling them drugs mm-hmm. right back out. They to don't the street. look 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 look. The people when they do drive bys, they don't care. <laughs> I like, mean, if, hey, if you in the car that beat used to ride, that Jose here. car. That's a whole dead. different argument. Now. Don't buy the two. I'm don't dog. buy the two tone crown, Victoria, nigga. Like nobody told you <laughs> yeah, to get the two tone crown with the with the Burberry seats. Nobody. Told Everybody you knows that. they got that thing on them, man. You can't be taking Jose car, bro. <laughs> like that don't even look right. Shit sitting low, got airbag adjustments. <laughs> like no, sir, your car should not turn into a transformer on ninety five. That you feel safe? No. Man, I do want to get an old '87 Buick, though. Man, you asked Yo, for a hood. You know the Buick up. GNX, like the Grand National. Oh like, yes, yes, that yes, shit yes. Fire. That's the shit I've always wanted. You can't Ooh. find it though, cause that shit is expensive as fuck. Oh but, yeah, yeah, you can pay a, for a GNX like an '87. Only comes in black, pay like fifty grand. I, yeah, I ain't never seen another color. I think they just made it in black. Cause it was the Super Sport, it was a Grand National like Super Sport. They put a turbo straight six in it and it's like one of the most legendary like american muscle car like from since the 70s era went away like that joint is official they only made a few of them too i know man look i had that shit on forza that's how good that shit yeah I, had I, too. I bought that car every every time that car popped up i was like yo if i could find that car but like i always want to get an old car and do some shit like you like yeah uh, somebody put ready. 900 horsepower in this thing on youtube <laughs> Fifty-six thousand dollars for an eighty-seven Buick GNX. You know that uh, the car that the uh, the black dude had at the end, of Queen and Slim. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Yeah, 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 like I would like to do shit like that. No, it's a simple she ass car. Like no. that. I don't need that. <laughs> she, she would tell us some no. <laughs> the anger, I'm not going to say that's why I didn't ask y'all. I was I knew who to ask. The anger. So I guess that's a segue. Let's segue into that. Is it? No, yeah. we didn't got to, man. There's been, I feel like, let's be the one black people. Like, I don't want to like, be, no, because doesn't talk about it. I would, I would do that if I wasn't so sick of everybody feeling like they needed to share a fucking comment on a movie that they didn't even go fucking see. Like, yo. That's I, why I ain't said shit I'm, about I'm, it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm like this. First off, it's a piece of art. Niggas can critique it. Stop telling people that they can't fucking critique a piece of art. Y'all critique yourselves every goddamn day. So don't sit up here and be like a motherfucker put millions of dollars, $20 million into the development of an art project based on black culture and the black death and be like, we can't critique it as black people, especially black critics. Cause I have black critic friends who feel attacked out here in the streets because they share their critical opinion of a film, which is what they do on a daily every day. They don't see a hundred movies a year. Not to share their fucking opinion. IGN and shit ain't paying them not to share their fucking opinions. And as black critics, we should be we should be glad our voices are actually out here doing good criticism of films, well crafted, well thought out, not provoking critical critics like criticism of films at this point. That's my first issue. Acting like niggas shouldn't be critiquing black art because it's black yeah. art and they black. Get the fuck That's out of here. Like, seeing these seeing these some of these critics and being black it's just hurtful it's like what, oh what, my god like, shut up jody like dog nobody and you know what you weren't even catching the criticism like why would why are you jumping out in front of bullets for lena the same nigga that couldn't explain to us why jason mitchell was still on the show the same nigga that gets out here and says stuff in interviews that it's just contradictory as fuck or you'd be like dog i don't know about her she don't sound like yeah. she did you read the script my nigga like that's the next thing 
did like no. I'm not. I wasn't Le- asking people Le- who didn't. Lena doing too much. Le- bro, at the the most, like the absolute most, niggas don't be asking her to talk, and she starts talking. You don't see Melina out here doing this. That's that's my thing. Like you don't see Melina out here doing this. You don't see Daniel out here doing this. Bokeem ain't out here doing this. The niggas that's been the the most head ass talkative nigga through this whole shit has been Lena calling rappers on the phone at two a.m. to discuss a fucking Instagram <laughs> post with them that they deleted. <laughs> what are you doing? Don't nobody care. Don't nobody care no. about that. You directed the film. I mean, you wrote the script. Melina directed Beauty into it. Everybody can appreciate it for what it is, and it's, it can dislike things they don't like. The next thing no, is and, this it, and it's only two. It's really only like one or two scenes. It's that only people two don't like. scenes. Niggas critiquing like yes, that's it's people it. that's it's people that's going overboard with their normal Twitterverse criticisms. They're not critics. Their opinions usually are stupid. So why are we even paying attention to getting worked up over those? But then going and attacking actual black critics, and I've seen black critics attacking other black critics, which is just a conundrum in itself. I don't know why we doing that. But like all these soapbox niggas that y'all listen to that see some shit become a wave and they decide to ride it. Don't, we don't have to listen to them. Like you really don't have to listen to them. They didn't see the fucking movie either. So that's just a non-factor to even bring them up in this conversation. I mean, I'm looking at Queen of Slim is certified fresh. <laughs> yeah, it is. Most of the people that went to see it like it. Look at well. Like if the, the film isn't panned. So I don't know why people are acting like it is. The film made what they projected it would make over the holiday season. So it made its money and it'll probably make continue to go on to make more money. If Harriet yeah, can make thirty nine million, this f- movie can make thirty nine million. Fine. The film was honestly better than I was expecting. I was expecting to go in and really have to like like something. And me and my girl were both expecting the exact same thing. And we walk in there and we were like, yo, whole like we're like an hour in this film. We were like, man, we really like this. And then that one scene happened and it yanked you out. And it was so hard to get back in. That's the critique from actual people, actual critics. That's the critique I've seen. It was just that shit pulled you out. It felt unnecessary, and it was hard to get back in. Other than that, beautiful movie. That's what everybody said. I'm, and, what I'm, I'm, and, I, and my addendum to that is this: that scene is completely unfucking necessary. It didn't need to be in the film at all. It serves no purpose. Lena described it as a David and Goliath moment, which is absolutely is not. It's a, it's a moment where somebody felt like they become a martyr for doing some stupid shit, and some stupid shit happens to them. It's all unnecessary, and it really, it it really puts a sour eye to like black movement and activism activism and what people really stand for or do when they go out there and march because i feel like that's the sentiment that people who watch fox news have when they see black people all gathered together in demonstration to something that one of them got a gun and they want to do some stupid shit with it okay so that's annoying the ending is un is also unnecessary not not i I let the movie i let the movie be in like (sighs) why like what was the purpose like not not the not the not the fact that there's black death in this film. That's not the problem. It's how they did it. It's how grotesque it is. It's how unnecessarily shot it is. It's how graphic it is. Like I have seen people saying that there like people die in black films all the time and it's based on realism. And yeah, I get those arguments. And every every black film doesn't have people dying in it. I get those arguments too. Here's my question to you. How many black films like Queen and Slim have you seen in the last five years? I'll wait. As a black critic who see films all the fucking time, I'll wait. How many have you gone to the fucking theater and had to sit down and watch where that's not based on reality? Because I feel like the only time that black people are dealing with some, some type of racial dynamic in a film and we overcome it is a film based on black history, like historical history. We just can't have a film where we are on the run from some cops and you know what 
Like, like we get away. Like Ocean's Eleven, Yo. we get away. Like we just get away. Mate. That's it. There's no more to we 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 get away. Batman survived in the, the in the in the fucking um the Dark Knight Rises, <laughs> but we can't survive, right? Because we need everything about us needs yeah, to be based in for fucking sure reality. Died. That shit blew up, and there was no way he could have got away. Dog, from that the shit. autopilot feature wasn't even working, and then they explained later exactly. that he fixed it. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. While he was saving people people from ice, he fixed the autopilot too. Okay, nigga. Like we don't get that. We don't get that sentiment. We gotta relive yeah. our reality every time we go sit in a fucking yeah, theater about some real dude, shit. Come on, man. I was when I was talking to my girl about it. She said she brought up a good point. She said, "And this is why, like, Get Out was so great because he had a different he got ending. Out. <laughs> he, he had it. Look, he had a different ending, and then he changed the ending because he was like, we got, you know what? We deserve a win, right? And the thing is, like, you didn't ask questions. Like, you were just happy he got it. I remember." And being in the movie, watching this whole thing, watching the 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 light cop lights come up, right? TSA. Everybody in the junk being like, I remember hearing audible groans, but uh. And right. then when 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 what uh little rail popped out, little rail popped out. There was a full cheer, cheer. yes sir, full cheer across the crowd. And the thing is, you know, he still had to explain some shit. Of course, <laughs> you know, there's a bunch of dead white people. Of course. <laughs> You know what I mean? But you know he had question. to answer the question. But you didn't think about that. You were just like, God damn it, thank you. Thank God. But I don't I don't see <laughs> yeah, this this is my thing. I don't get why why you have a problem with people questioning a film that's based in black life reality, based on issues we really have with cops, based on black activism we really do in protesting in the streets. And that wasn't even a protest for the two leads in the film. That was a protest for another girl that had been killed by a cop in the film, right? So that was a completely different protest about some shit we really do deal. Like, we can't even keep up with our own activism at this point because there's so many black bodies out here that we be marching for. So this film bases all of that in, there, in this reality of this film, right? This ain't no new shit that Lena wrote. She's basing it on actual news shit. And at the end, you're like, well, why do you have a problem with what we knew what was going to happen to them anyway? Because maybe we didn't fucking want it to happen and maybe because we wanted to go see the film because that's a way to escape our reality and have some fucking hope and happiness when we leave the theater. And also to just to pad that. So you have no problem with watching two black people get fucking gunned down on screen after watching them travel and try to survive for two hours. But you won't let me share this camera footage from this cop. This, this newsreel where a cop shot a black person in his his car trying to reach in his glove compartment. So you got a problem with that. You got a problem with cops shooting a nigga in their car. The same way that these niggas basically just got, like, they shoot him once in the video and it's barely visible. But you cool with watching some shit in pristine HD on a 100-foot screen with Dolby surround sound of black people getting murdered. That You're cool with that. And that being the end of the story, right? Really, that's the end of the story. Because that whole, they became, they're martyrs now and all that bullshit. They're martyrs that'll be put on a t-shirt for the year 2019. Because in 2020, there'll be a whole new version of that shirt with 20 more black deaths as martyrs on it. Like after a while, it's just not enough for you to be a mural. It's just not enough. Okay. It's a beautiful mural. It's a beautiful picture, but those were two beautiful people and they were more beautiful than those mural. And that's the end of that. Like I'm at, at this point, I'm just like, as a person who has to go see these films, I need there to be a bit more substance. I need there to be a bit more like, just, just, I don't, don't provoke me. Don't just provoke me when I go into theater just to provoke me because I'm black. You're not hitting me with no new message. I'm not learning anything from watching some shit I see on the news every day. 
that's all you brought me to the theater for this because it's got some black love in it. I was supposed to be okay with the end. Right. And you rush that like their black love is over like three days. So don't act like mm-hmm. it was this huge investment in it. It's the dialogue is cool. They're like, Bo Keem is great in it. And then I started seeing other crazy comments, like niggas talking about Daniel Kaluuya can't act. Okay, sir. Shit, oh, yeah. Okay, sir. I saw that and I was like, now, I'm not that versed in in the movie world, but that's a bold-faced lie. Daniel Kaluuya can't act. Then they said Bokeem Woodbine can't act. Bruh. Okay, stop. You know what? This is the shit y'all should be upset over. Like, being, you should be, I I think everybody should have an opinion, and if you love the ending of that film, I kind of question if you're okay. Cause I don't know how you could love that ending of that film that that's a, it's a hard ass ending on purpose, but you can still love the film. I don't have a problem with you loving the film. I think it's a good film overall, despite those two scenes. I think it absolutely deserves a seven or eight out of 10 as a film. Right. Um, if you hate the film because of the way it made you feel, I had people get up and walk out of my theater. I had black women get up and walk out of my theater after the end of that film. They didn't even stay for the epilogue part. I understand that too. I'm right there with you. There's valid complaints on both sides. There's valid criticisms on both sides. We're black people. It's a black experience. We experienced as black people. I get it. But people fighting over this film that have no real interest, no real vested interest in it because they didn't even go fucking see it. Like, why are you part of the conversation if you didn't even go see it? It, Why? It's because everybody feel like they just need to have an opinion because they online. You're not contributing nothing to the conversation when you do that. Actually, go see the film. I don't do, I don't, I'm not a critic to tell you what you should go see and what you shouldn't go see. I'm a critic to tell you what you might get more value out of at the box office because that's what I got value out of. Or you might not get value out of it. Or you might because it's you and you, not me. That sounds confusing, but that's pretty much what it is. I'm not telling you not to go see shit. I'm not telling you to go see shit either. But when I hear people complaining about we got to support black films, nigga, I, the whole reason we even had Nikki Lynette on the podcast two weeks ago was because I dropped a list of black films that y'all could go see this year. Everybody's talking about Queen and Slim. They ain't, but, and, and niggas didn't go see it because it would require them to step out the house. So for you niggas that was sitting on your couch, did y'all know that it's a film on Netflix called Atlantics? That's from a Senegalese woman director. That's about a black girl. That's about black love and romance. And it's got a supernatural twist to it. And it's been winning awards at these fucking movie festivals. White people, white people, my nigga, been raving about this movie. And it is a film about African people, brown skinned African people. It is about women. It's about feminism. It's about love. It's about patriarchy. Like, it's a lot going on in this movie. Beautiful film. It was right there on Netflix. It was on Netflix this whole week. So while y'all was reading Lena's script, because you was like, see this, I'm reading this script because I ain't going to see this movie, which is fucking stupid. You could have been watching that. There's a film that came out this week or it's coming out this week called Waves. I love that film. I kind of don't want y'all to go see it because I don't want to see your opinions on it. Because I'm just going to be blocking niggas left and right. Because that is a good film. Like, niggas talking about they worried about this Fred Hampton movie that's coming from, um, what's, what's my boy, uh, I don't know why I want to say Ryan Reynolds is not that, Ryan Coogler. They're worried about like, that damn, film. Ryan Reynolds is woke as no, shit. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is kind of woke, though. <laughs> they're, they're, uh, 
they're worried about this Ryan Coogler Fred Black Panther film with Lakeith Stanfield and Daniel Kaluuya in it because of Queen and Slim. And I'm like, so we just going to ignore that it's a Ryan Coogler film and he's pretty much four for four right now. A billion dollars on the last one. I'm not worried about nothing Ryan Coogler does. We shouldn't Yo, be. Talk that talk. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Coogler got me with Fruitvale. The first junk. Right? That's what I'm saying. That had me in there crying. Like a movie that I was like, I need to see. I won't ever watch it again. But I need to see it that first time. And then hit had my heartstrings. But that I was like, who is this nigga? Right? Sounding like Marshawn Lynch directed these movies. That nigga did Creed and made that shit just wonderful. I, nigga mm. did Black Panther. That nigga, I, that nigga ain't he ain't messed up a movie yet. No, he could he could do Jesus the sequel. I'd be like, you know, what? I'm gonna go watch that. Nigga did Creed. Watch that. Jesus the sequel. <laughs> like Creed, Creed, nigga brought Creed back. Nigga gave Rocky virtue, dog, through a black person, and gave us a black ass story while doing it. Now what's that? That nigga had he directed Sylvester Stallone into an Academy Award nomination. <laughs> Bro, didn't want to give nobody else in that film, and the, the Oscars was finally. We can get this, this motherfucker another nomination. It's been 20 years. Sylvester, we can do it though now. This is the stone we remember. Like it, it's, it's the Queen Ryan of Slim conversation. Cooler and Ava DuVernay could do anything and I'm going to watch okay, it. Okay, I, I love Ava, but I do not like that, that Disney film that she did with, uh, with, with uh, the Stormy Reed. Is that the child's oh, name? About, uh, uh, um, 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 yeah, yeah. Wrinkle in Time? Uh, I'm not a Mir- fan. Uh, miracle. Not a what, fan what, of Wrinkle in Time. I said a miracle. Wrinkle in wrinkle Time. Wrinkle in Time. What the fuck I said? I wish it had been a miracle <laughs> in Time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it was bad. It I wasn't, just it wasn't bad. I just the book, it just didn't do enough. It wasn't bad. And that little, the little, the little kid that played her brother deserved way more <laughs> praise oh, that than little boy, that little boy, That little boy was great. When he went dark. That shit was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he was he that, was, whole, that whole beach scene and everything. Man, all he did was drag. Like when he went evil, it was just a constant drag. It would have been it was it's a great Twitter meme, that whole end of that movie with him. But that's the only thing from her I'm not a I'm not a fan of. Everything else she's done yeah, and, has been amazing. And if that's the look, and that's the weakest thing you got. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people with that I that I love them as filmmakers and they've made some trash ass movies. Uh absolutely. You know, and, and then I still be like, you know what? You made mostly good movies. You made a trash ass movie here and there. And then I'm gonna go back. What? Like you, you, you went like seventy, eighty percent. That's great. That's good. Good job. Like <laughs> that's if you all we had to do. Seventy percent from the field as a basketball player, you're gonna be in the Hall of Fame. That was saying, but like much. for like some of these black jumps, they'd be like, Mm-mm, nope, nope, I can't trust it. And it's like why? Why this person has given you no like. Nothing that shit is it gonna do anything with the track record. You can nope. there are you can do these these type of movies and these type of stories can be done just like any other story as long as that story is respected. What happens is we get too many people sometimes is doing these is doing these movies and doing these uh stories that don't respect it. Nope. You know what I mean? Like you can like so many things there are good things out there because people are like, oh I don't want white people to do this stuff. White people have done black issues. Yep. And respected the story, and it's been great. Um, and it's been waves. black people who didn't respect the story and and done horrible movies. Like Yo, it just go see waves, like Twan. Go see waves. Oh, it's, it's on my list. I got to see if it's playing anywhere around here because they want to. Directed by a white person, written and directed by a white person. What is it about? Waves is about it's about a black family where the son is struggling with opioid addiction, 
and drinking and he's also like this star wrestler at school so it's about the dynamic of him dealing with like anxiety depression um what like uh people trying to glorify him his father is hard on him you know um dealing with, and he's got a girlfriend and they're going through some shit and then something happens and like the whole film takes a twist you get superpowers yeah, what happened? He said, "What?" <laughs> I said, "Does he get superpowers?" Sure, he feels like he gets superpowers. Um, yeah, and then the film takes a turn, and it turns into something else, and it's just, it's a beautiful ass movie, dog. Like, it's, it's on all the lists. I see. It, it's just, guy, it re- it reminds me so much of Moonlight in the way that it just captures essence with like music and certain shots, and just how it uses the camera. It is oh, and sidebar, film. MH and I watched uh, Dolomite Is My Name last weekend, and that was so much fucking fun, man. Fire. Oh, that was a, a good, good movie. movie. It's a good movie. It's a good-ass movie. Also, Anybody that movie. hasn't seen it and either doesn't know Dolomite or does know Dolomite should watch it, because we were talking about it, and, like, I was already a fan. I saw Dolomite for the first time my freshman year of college. Somebody burned me a DVD of it, and I was like, yeah, this shit is just the funniest, most amazing thing in the world. So I say, if you have seen Dolomite already, watch Dolomite again, then watch Dolomite is My Name, and then watch Black Dynamite. And if you have not seen Dolomite is My Name before, watch Dolomite is My or not seen the original Dolomite, watch the new one, Dolomite is My Name, then watch Dolomite, and then watch Black Dynamite. I was about because to say, that's Black Dynamite is a, like a very loving tribute to that movie as well. That that's uh, if if. They made the nicest tribute to Rudy Ray Moore because I feel like they put way more into his story around creating Dolomite than might have actually been there after watching Dolomite and seeing Rudy Ray Moore. <laughs> that movie is such a fucking train wreck Eddie, in Eddie the best Murphy, possible way. But no, it's so it, ridiculous. It, it, it really, really oh, is. It's so good, man. Like, uh, Keisha hasn't seen Dolomite. Oh, shit. What? Yeah. So I have to sit down and watch because it's on my, um, because it's on Amazon. It's on oh, okay, nice. I'm that's so, good to know. I'm gonna watch it this weekend. Yeah, man. Like Dolomite Blackenstein is a lot of black exploitation on Amazon Prime. Thank you, Amazon Prime, for Amazon doing that. Amazon loves all the black. Is the, human, the Human Tornado is actually my favorite Rudy Ray Moore t- movie. I don't know if that one's all on of there, his, but I'm gonna all check. of his movies are up there. I believe all of them. There it is. I Perfect. All of them are there. Let me see if all of them. Let me see if they're on Prime. Let me Last time I checked, because I because I went to see Dolomite is my name in the theater. Came home right. and watched Dolomite. The original yeah. that night, yes, came home and I was, and I was like, "Are you really watching this?" I said, "I need to see. I've never Absolutely. seen this film. <laughs> yes. I need to see if these if these scenes that they took are exact, and I need to hear if the music." Because they the do same. a couple of them, like at the end during the credits, but yeah, I needed to see them. I was like, "I need to see this shit." Okay. And, yeah, Human yeah. Tornado is uh, is not on. Um, it's not on Prime. Did nah. they take it down? The, okay. They had, like all the one that's not there's not a Rudy Way Moore movie. Right, but he's in it was a uh, monkey hustle. Oh my god! Yes, I had that. You, I think, I think we watched it. With, I think I watched it with you. That's why I yeah, saw. Yeah, I'm pretty like, sure that's what happened. Hustle. Monkey hustle at, but remember because yeah, yeah. he had that, he had that gold, uh, <laughs> he had like a gold ass shirt. Yeah, <laughs> but the shirt was just like gold chains. So you, it's like, you see his chest and his nipples all through it. Just <laughs> that nigga can't act for shit. I think it was in one scene. And he like, can't act at all or fight, and it's the best. I love it he so came, much. He was a, his. When you look at it, his face is around the front. That nigga is in like five minutes of the movie. Yep, but he stole oh, that five tank, minutes, baby. Yeah, exactly. It's so bad. 
but like really in the, the goat. best ways. Like cigarettes disappearing from niggas' mouths and, and re- reappearing out of nowhere. Yes, the continuity errors, man. Us. Oh shit, dog. Oh. So I've been watching. I, I've been watching Smart Guy, right? Nigga, nice. Why did I see a boom mic in in one of the episodes with TJ was outside shooting the basketball because they forgot they was in widescreen to see him shoot the basketball and the boom is hanging right over his head. Oh shit! (laughs) I was like, nigga, is that a boom? Oh my god! And then they lifted up out of frame. I was like, bro, they didn't even they didn't even try to edit this out. Like they didn't even need this scene. (laughs) <laughs> and the boom is in the, is in the whole scene, dog. I um uh, I've been watching um uh That's So Raven on Disney Plus, uh, and I'm so happy that that show still just holds up. I've been enjoying my life. I don't I really love that show. Joy trying I've to get always... me to watch some of these 2000 Disney shows that I avoided because we uh, was in college. I, I grew up watching That's So Raven. I you loved did it. not grow up watch... watching That's So Raven because we was in college yes, when That's So Raven I watched was it on. when I was 17. It was great. No, you me didn't. and Raven were the same age. Watched the movie. Watched that shit. It was great. Watch it again because they even watched Raven's Home when that came out. They on like their fourth season of that shit. So, Nigga, like, we was Raven in college. Was I know we was the same age as Raven. She was like 17, 18 when she did that show. <laughs> like I'm looking at these dates. <laughs> we was in college, son. Yeah, and I watched it. I don't remember Ra- that so Raven being on in the dorm room, but okay. I watched that so Raven. In fact, because me, uh, I used to watch it, and then me, um, who was uh the uh, our peer advisor, like Erica from freshman year, because she loved it. She liked it too. Hmm. Yeah, I never. I didn't. I didn't watch any Disney shit through during the two thousands. I, I checked out. Like my girlfriend was looking for, like she looking for uh, the, the famous Jet Jackson, which I Everybody can't remember. Was, was I don't Disney. think that's up there. I don't think famous Jet Jackson is on Disney Plus. That's what she was looking for. She's watching uh, so weird from the early nineties. Like I remember that shit. I came back in. Ashley's uh, watching Lizzie McGuire and even Stevens. Lizzie McGuire was good. Shout out to my man Shia. It was interesting. Lizzie McGuire, I I I I enjoyed Gordo. I liked I liked even Stevens because I liked the brother and the sister dynamic. I think they worked very well. Like I liked Ren's commentary, and of course I liked Shy's character because he just was acting a fool. And then it was cool to go watch Honey Boy because that movie is based around the time where he was doing even Stevens. So that oh, uh, it's a biopic. It's a it's so Honey Boy is a biopic written by him while he was in rehab about the PTSD he got from his father who was physically and mentally abusive verbally spiritually oh shit physically abusive yeah and that's gonna make you enjoy even stevens now it, it's it's weird <laughs> look it's, at all that trauma he's laughing dress it's weird because it's like the film opens showing him as an adult going through his shit but then they go back to the period of time where he was a kid and it's you can tell it's even stevens because he's wearing some of the same clothes that the character wore on the show like on the cover and they take it from there so shia labeouf plays his father and another kid plays him. So he plays his oh, abusive yeah. ass father in this. So it's it's actually really good. So um that one is is one absolutely you should check out. That is in theaters right now too. Um it's a bunch of shit in theaters, but it's a bunch of good black ass films. I went back through the years and I was looking for black films. I remember last year everybody kept making a rave of how many black good black films we had. We had like Blind Spotting, we had Sorry to Bother You, we had Black Klansmen. Um, we had was it um, men, men and monsters or monsters and men. We had a we had a few, 
I remember my favorite was my favorite was Blind Spot and it binds blind spotting. I felt like Black Klansman was a bit over the top. Sorry to bother you, it's cool. So this year has been interesting because I feel like a lot of black films kind of flew under the radar for black folk. Niggas was looking forward to like Harriet and Queen and Slim and they saw us at the beginning of the year and then they saw the regular films like Little and What Men Want. Like they saw films like that, but they didn't see they didn't see shit like loose. And he didn't see, um, what was the other one about the, the family of women who have powers? I can't think of right now. It's like fucking escaping me. Sabrina, the teenage witch. Sir, stop. What? That's about a white girl. What? They uh, have powers. Wow. Black women. They just have powers. With oh. powers. You didn't say that. I could have swore I said black women with powers, but that's fine. You probably did. <laughs> I can't think of which, uh, what that one is called. And, uh. Let's see, there's Loose, and of course, there's fucking Waves, and there's the Atlantic ones. So there's a lot. There's a lot this year, and I feel like they're not getting a lot of attention, sadly. And they will when some of them start getting nominations around Oscar times, because people who like to act like they're fucking Oscar critics will start watching all these films back to back to back and share their critiques of them with the whole world, and nobody cares. But it's fine. It's fine. Every criticism. Sounds like it might not be fine. (laughs) It's fine. It's great cool so yeah go see queen and slim that's how i mean go see queen and slim stop listening to everybody else go see it for yourself come up with your own opinion and then if these debates are still going on have fun because i am out i every article i see now posted about i am done because lena won't stop doing interviews and when mad skills is the rapper that you call at 2 a.m to discuss your movie with i feel like you just asking for attention why does anybody care what Mad Skill's opinion of a film is? I didn't even know he had an Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> like, put some respect on his name. That's a VA legend, boy. He is a legend, but he ain't even doing yearly wrap ups no more. So, like, uh, you you're right. <laughs> For the record, you're absolutely <laughs> right. But still, he was so upset. I was like, oh. he was irate, unnecessarily upset too. Like he just he he didn't even pay attention to the rest of the film. He just went off two scenes and spazzed. <laughs> like, calm down, bro. That's a good grief. Y'all okay, Richmond? Then you know. It's like if you're gonna uh, put your chest out and type all that stuff, keep at least keep it up, bro. Didn't keep it up, deleted it, then posted it, then posted another one on his Facebook page, apologized. I'm like, right. Lena, Lena must have promised so. this n- this nigga a spot on the next soundtrack. We gonna hear some new skills next year. <laughs> I honestly think rappers are losing their mind, <laughs> though. Like the the closer we get to the end of 2019. The worst niggas are acting on Twitter right now. Every, everybody's kind of losing it. Fucking Offset said people stealing his style with all his shit is stolen. That that is wild. What? He said every time he come up with some shit, niggas steal it. Uh, okay. That's because he cheated on Cardi and he trying to distract us from the fact that he cheated on Cardi again. Again. Yeah, yeah. Like, nigga ain't learned his lesson the first time. It's like the they same time. They were hacked, but we all know what that's code for. Mm-hmm. We sure do. He hacked his dick into some new chick. That's what it means. That's exactly what it means. <laughs> he turned her vagina into hacksaw ridge. <laughs> he was like, mm. impressions. But yeah, so he cheated. And then one of my faves, 
I, I don't know what is going on in this child's life. <laughs> Somebody called her woke name. <laughs> God. Um, poor baby. No name has been spazzing on her Twitter ever since she decided she wasn't doing music no more. And ain't it ain't been right since. Her timeline is so much black power, black power fist in the air from a 25 year old's mind that I, I just can't. I'm like, were we like that when we were 25 and 26? No. I don't think so, but you never know. I haven't gone back to review my old shit. I know. I, wasn't. I, don't want to see it. <laughs> I wasn't like that, but I'm sure I was extra in some other weird way. Oh, no, I was. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> see? There you go. <laughs> I appreciate not, that. Not gonna lie, because look, I, I remember walking around campus, right? <laughs> and we like, what? So it's, it's probably my sophomore year. It's probably 2004, right? And, um, you know, they had like the little 9-11 shit, right? So they had like flags all on the junk. Like, had enough flags like, for all yeah, the people who would die. You don't even like us black people anyway. <laughs> I was like, and look, I literally walked by that shit. Like, yeah, everybody I was like, like everybody was talking, I was like, Mm-hmm. Black niggas, niggas dying every day. Right. <laughs> Nobody care. <laughs> yeah, I doing nine eleven shit with him a little know. bit. Like, I, <laughs> but what about this? Right. Like, so, I look. I get it. That's why I'm glad I didn't have social media. So the only <laughs> the only reminders I have is the shit I'm willing to to tell people. <laughs> right, bro. She is like yeah, Facebook wasn't that involved when it got to just colleges only Facebook in 2005. Yeah, ain't nobody gonna bring up my things and be like, "What's going on? <laughs> what were you doing?" It's just, uh, it it it. I'm like, I've been I've been following her timeline, dog, and I can tell that she's having an existential crisis. Like she is having a quarter life crisis right now, and it it is. She feels woke with energy. She's just sharing it all with the world. Like it started probably, it started before November. It started before like late November, but the best ones have come out lately. So like I knew something was wrong when I saw one tweet. She said, intellectualism is nothing without practice. Link up or move around. And I was like, what? (laughs) What is move around what? Link up with who? Where are we going? Is it a hatchback? What's happening? Who driving? Who towing? And then she posted one. She said, white feminism said, fuck Beyonce or Rihanna. LOL. I'm like, but but you didn't laugh when you wrote that. <laughs> you didn't laugh when you wrote that. It wasn't funny. You were dead ass serious. And then I think I posted this one in the group. I don't remember if this was the first one. But it's funny because Twine, you and Mike had the same reaction when I posted it. She ain't lying though. That's not the point. We know it's the truth. We learned this 20 years ago. Like, this is some shit niggas say every day on Twitter. That's how I know it's not new. But she just discovered it, it seems. She put... Is she still not making music? She Listen, so we're going to get to that in a second because she lying. Like, we're going like to get to, we gonna get to that in a Twitter, second. Like, she said, if every black American registered for a gun today, that shit would be outlawed in a week. The NRA supported gun control when the Panthers started pulling up the state buildings with shotguns. And I'm like, hey, wasn't that wasn't that a, a, a absolute line? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> these are no, even like no. he's saying are, if, all, if all if all the gangs united against the government, <laughs> that, that chorus uh, 
from terrorist threats. Bro, there are 20 million different versions of if niggas had guns, white people, dot, dot, dot. There are 20 million versions of that sentence on Twitter. It is not a new concept. Like, so then I'm like, okay, she's going through it. She's going through it. And then she tweeted some stuff that was legit. And then she got back into it and she released a tweet like six days ago. And it says, the diaspora will unify. The diaspora will unify. And it's that repeated. Like she got in trouble and she had to write it out on a chalkboard. And that's just her whole <laughs> tweet. And I'm like, oh my God. She is unraveling. I'm so glad we got 25, room 25 before this. Because ain't no telling oh what would have been on that album. <laughs> That next album about to be <laughs> Soul Name is what it's about to be called. I pity Pat in a black hat as I walk through a black street with a black mat, black mad, mad at the blacks. <laughs> like nope, nope, no name can spit, but not like this, please. Don't don't use your power I, for evil. So it's because when did this change happen with her? From being very quiet and like, you know, kind of moving to her own beat, but not this out there. So, and then like now it seems like she's like not too, because well, she's 25. She's 25 or 26, right? Um, I think this started, I think this started when she was having conversations more on Twitter back in like September, October about how she didn't want to be a part of capitalism, but like she wants to be able to sell her music because she mm-hmm. still got to eat. So she was asking her fans if they would be okay with her selling her music to them. And they were like, yeah, girl, we want your album. Like we're waiting <laughs> for the vinyl. We thought you was just looking for a new cover art. We waiting for the vinyl. Put that on sale. And then she started this no-name book club thing, which reading is fundamental. And she has dove head first into this book club thing, which is cool, right? Because you have a rapper who is well-versed and very lyrical, has now started a book club. And you can tell she reads from the way she writes and does poetry. So that's beautiful. But I feel like she went hard right with it. And it's not like militantly reading through books. I feel like she's abusing books right now. Like hardcover, just abusing them. Reading everything. Like, you know, we're going to march after this. We're going to discuss this one. And then we're going to go outside and read it to the trees and the kids and the youth. And I'm like, man. What? Like, so she embraces this book club. And it's a lot of people that embrace the book club. Like, it's grown significantly for a book, for a book club, dog. Like, for a book club, it's grown and my, to, to how I feel is growing pretty significantly on Twitter and shit. I look at the numbers. I look at the commentary she gets. It's something she loves to do. It's very positive. It's positive That's for the community. Dope. It is dope. So you can embrace that. And your music was a catapult. It was something that catapulted you to be in a position to be able to do a book club like this and sustain mm-hmm. it and reach more people. Then the conversation turns into how, you know, she wants to, do, she's kind of thinking about leaving music. Because she doesn't really like how she's feeling like doing it at concerts and stuff like that. And she wasn't really straightforward with it from what I could tell when I was first reading. I could be wrong. But people were like, you know, you got it. She's like, she wanted to dedicate more time to this book club. And everybody was mm-hmm. like, cool, girl, do you? We support that. Whatever, whatever. Right. Well, room 25 is fine. If you want to come back later, that's cool. We're all for it. And then. 
about a couple weeks ago, maybe like a week ago, she started talking about how she doesn't like performing because she performs at these venues where it's mostly white people in the crowd. And how like they be saying her lyrics and she got and she's not gonna not say nigga in her lyrics. So it'd be a bunch of white people saying her lyrics with her and saying nigga. Right? Okay. And like I understand where you're coming from, but I'm not sure you understand why <laughs> hip hop is the number one genre in the world now. It's not because of niggas. <laughs> it's a lot of shit I know y'all super black and all your friends is black but let me tell you something it's not because of us <laughs> it, it's it, we are not the reason that Kendrick Lamar made 40 something million dollars last year mm-hmm. Like it, it, we are not the reason that Drake can lullaby concerts it ain't cause of us <laughs> But she was like, I don't want to perform for white people anymore. And the first thing I kept thinking when she said that was, I wonder if Wu-Tang got mad because they kept having to perform for Asian people. Like, <laughs> you go where your audience is. Like, you go to, you, you do music, you have fanship that way. You, you, you give your music to the people that have absorbed and accepted your music and love you for it. Did you have this problem when y'all was touring over in the UK? Because there ain't a lot of black people over there. Like, it ain't like you just went to Africa and did shows, you know? So were you mad when you walked into venues there and you didn't see no black people? It, like, what did you expect? When you go do shows in Ohio and fucking Arkansas and Wyoming and shit, was it black people at those shows like that? Even when you go to somewhere like Detroit, a lot of white people going to be at your show. New York's gonna be a lot of white people at your show. Florida, Atlanta, Texas, be a lot of white people at your show. That's how artists make a lot of money from it. I don't know if you know about us, dog, but we like to bootleg. I still see conversations of niggas talking about how they can get Disney Plus on their fire stick for free. It's seven dollars a month, dog. It's seven dollars a month. And niggas like, yo, but they got an app for that. You know what I'm saying? With that, where that, where that, uh, where that app at, dog? I'm trying to get that shit for free. Where that Cody? So she goes on this tangent about it, and it. So now she's got white people mad at her. White fans are mad at her, and mm-hmm. black fans are in solidarity with her. And some of them are questioning her too. And some of it's men. Some of them is black men questioning her. So you know that's not gonna fly well because that's patriarchy. And she's a strong feminist. And now, so then it turned into an article. I don't know if it was hip hop lately or if it was double XL. I can't remember who it was. I think it was paper mag. Was it paper mag? No, paper mag did this new article. I'm talking about before this article, there was another article that took her tweets Uh and they wrote an article about her tweets. And she got mad at them talking about stop using my Twitter for content. And I'm thinking, what year are you in where we where <laughs> articles don't use Twitter for co- every piece of breaking news about hip hop comes from some social media platform. It stories that you hear about Gucci Mane and shit or Travis Scott or Kylie Jenner 
or Amanda Seals or anybody involved in the culture in any way, shape or form, whether it be because they fucking somebody or they fucking themselves is coming from a social media platform. It's coming from Instagram, it's coming from YouTube, it's coming from Facebook. It's coming because y'all can't keep y'all fucking mouth shut and lock your accounts down. It's, 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 it's there. Yeah. That's how, that's how we promote and market. That's where the news is coming from. Niggas ain't sending you press releases about Travis Scott's relationship shit. Like they, they getting it from Instagram and shit, dog. So she's like, stop using my tweets as content. I'm not sure what she wanted to. I'm not sure if she wanted them to call her on the phone to get her to read her tweets to them or repeat what she said. I'm not sure what the, what was going on there. So then it becomes a question about it's a bunch of kids. It was a bunch of people in her shit saying like, you know, I noticed this when I went to a concert too. I noticed it was a whole lot of white people. And I was like, yo, did you, is it, was that your first concert? Okay. So then paper mag does this article that if you don't know that article is written by somebody who might not be of age. Because the first thing I thought was, that's, this is this person's first article. It has to be about music. And I'm probably wrong. Like, There's a part of me that feels like I can understand how my parents feel now. <laughs> because, honestly, because I feel like sometimes, you know how you go through stuff? Hey, I feel like my parents would look at me and be like, oh, look at him thinking he the the first person to go through this. Oh, Oh, it's all, look at him. It's all, look, it's all new to him. No, I know (laughs) exactly what you're saying. Oh, yeah, especially like after they told you all the stuff that happened with them. Yeah, so it's like, like, uh, like, it's not going to happen to me. And now that it's been going on and you like mad and upset and you're bitching and they look like, Oh, like, <laughs> there's a whole generation of people like there, like the, there's the people that are with her are her age or younger, and then there, it's the rest of us is like, baby, where you been? Like, <laughs> like this, this had like, been they wasn't paying like, attention, dog. This, this had been for a long, for a long time. Just like a, just the numbers, like just just math. <laughs> this says. how it was yesterday. Not how it was yesterday's. How it was yesterday, nigga. Like, yesterday before today when you figured it out. This is how it was. It didn't just change this morning. So, the person who wrote this article was... This can't be... This is a real... Taylor Crumpton for, for Paper Mag or whatever. And this is actually an old article. This isn't even a new article. This is from 2018. So, this guy wrote this article for the, the, the Top Dog Entertainment. He went to the, the, the one that we saw you at, Mike. The championship tour. Oh, yeah, he wrote yeah, yeah. this article because he's from he's in this he was in this area when he wrote this article. He wrote this article after he went to that concert. Which I'm gonna read this first, and then I'm explaining y'all why I laughed when I read this article because me, oh, Jax, oh. me, Jax, and uh, Nick Jew went to this concert together. I drove to D.C., picked up Nick Jew and Jax, and we drove from D.C to where this concert was. I'm not going to tell you where it was yet because I want to read with this. With homie okay, I was about first. to ask, but yeah, just... Yeah, yeah, to yeah. I want to read what homie wrote first. Okay. Have white people stolen rap concerts too? As my friends and I pulled into the venue for Top Dog Entertainment's championship tour, the records, the records label, wow. The record label's first... Co- the, the what? The... The record's label, I'm going to read it as he wrote it, 
the records label first co-headlining concert featuring artists such as Kendrick Lamar, SZA, and School and Schoolboy Q, I thought to myself, I ain't never seen so many white people in my whole entire life, and I'm from Texas. The masses of young white attendees, and for those underage, their accompanying parents, all in designer gear, illustrated to overall illustrated the overall mood and climate for the TDE tour stop. Although the show was located in Washington, D.C., hmm, also known as Chocolate City, given that 47% of its residents are black, the composition of attendees reflected exactly which communities have access to attend a concert outside of the metro limits on a weeknight. Time out. I'm going to read this again. And I want y'all to see, I want y'all to see if you hear a discrepancy. Although the show was located in Washington, D.C., yada, 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 yada. The composition um, of attendees I, reflected. I, I, I know the shit. The, con- the <laughs> composition of attendees reflected exactly which communities have access to attend a concert outside of the metro limits. That means it won't in D.C. Boom. Because it wasn't in D.C. You know where it was? It was out in fucking, it was out near fucking Dulles, dog. Like, <laughs> it was way Where's out Dulles? 66. Dulles is like 40 minutes coming out of D.C. from D.C. It is down 66. It is west of D.C. When you go west in Virginia, you're going into white land. You're definitely not going to get closer uh, to oh, niggas. Oh, is that why you, if I, the Dulles airport, that's yes. always an option? Yes. It's out in that direction. Okay. Ain't none. The further you go out there, the more you see, you know what you start seeing out there? Shit like Middleburg. Arms. <laughs> like, Something bruh, with a bird. Something oh, with a bird. No. <laughs> so the area that this concert was in was right on the cusp of being outside. Like the venue, it was at, a, it was at an amphitheater venue which amphitheater venues typically aren't in the middle of the fucking city. Because they're loud and you can't put them in the middle of the city. Exactly. Like codes and shit, noise codes and stuff. Can't have them there. So this one was out in the middle of the country, in the middle of open field. It it, it really did feel like driving to the Virginia Beach Amphitheater. Like it was like that location. Now, I know Twan and me have been to the Virginia, and Mike have been to the Virginia Beach Amphitheater more than a handful of times. Definitely. And, and, and I'm talking about when we were 16, churn. 17. Yeah, churn. Okay, like Mike said. Oh, I, I, question. Question. <laughs> question. <laughs> Twan no. and Mike. And, have the y'all... Fl- and the funny thing about the Virginia Beach Amphitheater, it's a lot closer to, to residents than a lot of amphitheaters. Oh, are. absolutely. Yes. yes, it is. Absolutely. So here's my question to Mike and Twan. Yeah, what's up? Did you ever notice how many white people were at those hip hop and rap concerts we went to at the amphitheater? Same amount of white people that I see walking around every other fucking concert. (laughs) Yes, same amount of white people I see. It's representative of the population. I see more white parents at rap concerts than I do at PTA night. I have seen (laughs) yo, it's a lot of marriage white dads at these Kendrick shows. I have seen white parents at these concerts and be like, you have not listened to this music. Nope. (laughs) Not at all. When we went to the small dudes turning up at the TDE championship tour. When we went to the uh, the Tyler concert, the, the, the girl sitting beside me was sitting beside her dad. Nice. 
Yep. Because like, I remember the girl sitting beside me. I was like, this girl, like, she about 16, 17. Bro, the whole front row in front of us was like 17, 16 year old white girls. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? So, okay. I was reminded of Beyonce's headliner performance at this year's Coachella, where she invoked the imagery of Southern blackness in front of an overwhelming white, white crowd. It's fucking Coachella, dog. And my place in this predominantly white space. Although I was there to witness Kendrick Lamar and the TDE roster, arguably the most conscious mainstream rapper of this generation. Also one of the richest because of white people. Throughout the Kendrick concert, I witnessed the disconnection between white attendees and the music. The blatant verbal disrespect when artists perform their deep cuts instead of their top 40 singles. The lack of attention for opening artists on the roster like Isaiah Rashad, who was not there. That's how all, I mean, He's to be, lying now. And this is not to take anything away from Zay or anybody like that, but like all opening artists get less shine than the headliner. That's the way the whole um, thing is set up. Mike, That's why they're opening. Mike. <laughs> Mike. That's how concert yeah. work. Mike. Yeah. Um, Isaiah Rashad wasn't there. I mean, he was, he was on the tour, but you're right. He was not there at that particular He date. said he yeah, noticed he, the lack well, of attention. Well, shit, he wasn't there on my day either. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah, said. Yeah, was in and out. He was in and out yeah, quite a he, lot. He was, he was like, on, he didn't come to Atlanta. Right. He was on my date. Little uh, homie said yeah, he, was he in, noticed yeah, the lack of attention. But, but then again, the person is writing about the date that they was went to. was in a D.C. show. That he wasn't there. We were at that show. I didn't even remember because, I mean, I don't know if blur together to me, but that's really funny. Two people were not at that show. SZA and she Isaiah was there a lot frequently she got put on vocal rest. Isaiah was not at that show but he says the opening artist there, there was a lack of attention from white people for opening artists Receipts. like Isaiah Rashad they weren't paying attention to non-existent artists y'all nobody <laughs> pays it, like, when you get there for the opening artist there is like nobody in their seats if you look they at the concessions they get beer they park yeah, yeah, yeah exactly like, like I remember seeing uh when I saw like the Glow in the Dark tour a while ago, like Rihanna was opening. She had, she was on like her third album at the time. She was opening, won't nobody out there. Yeah. That's wild. But it was a Kanye I, tour. So yep. you know, yeah, yeah. Like, my Glow in the Dark tour nerd opened up and it was That's also crazy. Yeah, they're not opening in Virginia everybody. Beach. No, they won't go open it. They won't go open it at home. Yeah, they had to switch it for nah. y'all. This yeah. was in this was in North Carolina. This was in Raleigh. Oh yeah. When I saw going to Dark Tour, and it was Nerd. No, it was Kid Cudi, Nerd, then Rihanna, and then Kanye. So, so I'm homie, so mad I missed that tour, man. So little homie said, uh, he says that people. He said that white people weren't paying attention because they weren't singing top forty singles, and um. Isaiah Rashad, Sir, and Lance Skywalker did not have top 40 singles. That's probably why. They didn't. They also, didn't. Also, they all have good music, but they don't got no top 40 giants. I mean, Sir had... Sir's new single is a fucking fire. I mean, his album this year was fire. I, am at, yeah. I remember how this concert went. Lance Skywalker got, like, one song. He got Absol, two, but, yeah, that's it. Absol got, <laughs> got one and a half song. And <laughs> Sir got a smooth yep. 15 minutes <laughs> to yep. sing on stage. Exactly 15, yep. and then Rock went up, and then yeah, it was Rock got his time, then it was School, then it was Kendrick, and School and Kendrick had the longest comparable time sets. Yeah, Q and did, energy. I think, 45 to 50, depending on, and then Kendrick did an hour and 20, I think. Yeah, because they, they, they had that shit 
like a well oh, it was regimented baby yeah, yeah i changed it was just locked in everything yeah. Yeah. Like, you all you getting boy get, yeah he was not get, fucking that up like everybody came out was like yeah uh-huh like at the end of uh, what they did like i think it was it um oh and when he brought everybody out that's when they did um that was humble when everybody came yeah, out yeah yeah when he did humble and then like that was like it's like like you know what we out <laughs> thank <laughs> right. y'all and that was it Niggas was already on the stage taking shit apart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was one of them. Wait, ain't, ain't no, ain't no, ain't no, oh, maybe they'll just let me do one more song. No, 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 Shit was getting took down. They were taking, like, they had took the mic. Kendra didn't get off the stage. They already took the mic. They were unplugging <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah, niggas had somewhere to be the next day. I, like, I like, feel like Kendrick you know, might have unplugged boy, like, his mic click. by himself at our show. I feel like he just pulled it out the wall right when he was finished. All right, y'all, I'm out. <laughs> click. Like he just yanked it right out the wall. It was so like, we sang all right twice, encore enough. Like, that was it. Right, yeah, it twice. So, um, <laughs> so little homie keeps going. He says, yet when Kendrick and Schoolboy Q performed any song with nigga in it, which is almost every song they do. Wow. I'm gonna say it is with literally. Okay. He, said, he said it like, like Schoolboy got a song called nigga, 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 nigga. <laughs> Everybody was like, yeah, nigga. White yeah. attendees shouted the how, how word you, as you if... You know, conversate with the fakes. Yeah. Nigga. <laughs> so he said, uh, he said, white attendees shouted the word as if as if were their birthright. Oh my God. Did somebody edit this? The amount of privilege too. What? That's not. Wow. Hey, I'm look, so mad at look, this. Just because, look, just because the white people around you was comfortable to say digger. <laughs> I didn't see that. I didn't see that either. And I was, <laughs> and homie, I was at this concert with you. I was at this concert with you in the front to the right. I don't remember hearing this around me, but not saying that white people don't because they do. I have definitely been a chance they to rapper so sure they do, have. But also. Yeah. Um, the amount of privilege too, as a white person, verbalized the N-word at a rap cer- at a rap concert in a predominantly black city is a representation of power. First of all, forty-seven percent of your Ooh. residents being black is not predominant. Like mm. No, no, this is this is no, this is this is this is too woke for me, boy. Have this, you this, been to DC, no sir? Thing. Boy, boy, look. Sometimes your third eye can be too open. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you, you need, you need to close that just a tiny bit. That is, that is. Let it calcify just a little bit. Just, just a little, little slight bit, a little <laughs> bit, just a little bit. You're going too woke. Is it's okay? I understand. Now he I understand. Googled, we all been there. I'll, I'll give him. I'll take. I'll take this back, and I'll give him credit. It's the majority no. in DC. In 2017, the census was 40, which, which is clearly what he did, what I just did. It's 47% black or African American, which is two different diasporas. Um, 45.1% white, 36.8% non Hispanic white. So it's a real tight race. Here's my thing. <laughs> it's a real tight race. It's a real tight race until oh, you start. Down to the wire. It's a real you know tight race until you start looking at who actually owns all the fucking property in DC. Well, yeah. I didn't say economically it was a tight yeah. race. Now, that's if, we, not, if we're talking about how many white people no, no, actually are. live in DC, oh, like live in DC versus how many niggas got to catch the train in the DC, I don't know, bruh. Because Georgetown look, be looking pretty white to me. <laughs> when you look, when you are, when you are. Like when your when your third eye is, is wide open, right? Uh, Look, these motherfuckers be doing. It's the same. I used to do. I used to do it with some of my clients I work with. Man, I'd be like, "All right, cool, cool. How much population you think black people is?" They'd be like, "You know what? Like, like forty five, like fifty percent. 
Anything like uh-huh. that. I like I don't I, somebody told me sixty one time, like nigga, how we a minority? Numbers don't work like bro. that. Bro. <laughs> bro. And then you feel like, look, nigga, we are twelve. Twelve percent. There's a hundred if there's a hundred people. Twelve of us are black. Twelve. If there's a hundred if it's a hundred people, twelve of us are black. We can't even about find each other. Sixty about sixty four of them are white. Everything is a sprinkle there's of black. There's sixteen to seventeen Spanish motherfuckers in there. You need to learn Spanish. right. And they and they're hiding. Straight up, they're hiding because they worried the white people, the other sixty percent, the other sixty white people might try to deport them. So there's a sprinkle <laughs> of black. And he didn't even take it. He, like he just focused on it, saying that it was the DC show. Little nigga, it was called the DC show because DC is the main market here. But DC, okay, I'm gonna break something down to you. When an artist goes, "Hey, thank you, Seattle," and we in fucking southwest fucking tacoma outskirts or whatever it's because niggas don't know that little no. small ass city that the venue is no. actually you you it's know the metropolitan area is what we're talking about we're talking about metropolitan areas but that's what, I, what, what i'm talking area. about what i'm talking about is you know like twan and my thing had a show and dc had a show what i'm saying is if you can't make it to the show twan and them had and you are on the East Coast in between New York and North Carolina, the next closest spot is the D.C. show, which includes the state of Maryland, the state of Delaware, the state of fucking Virginia, which is not 47.1% black. It is a hard white in North Carolina, dog. And Pennsylvania, my nigga. Like these are all white states surrounding. You gonna hear some people say nigga. <laughs> these are all no the song. fucking no, white states little... surrounding. You hear some people DC. saying nigger. Come on, dog. So when so when ticket sale tickets went on sale for the quote DC championship tour, guess who was on that site trying to buy tickets? White people in everybody Virginia, in Maryland. White people in Maryland. <laughs> white people in Pennsylvania. White people in Delaware, maybe even white people in Rhode Island, white people in New Jersey might have been trying to get tickets too. Yeah, white people in look, North Carolina, white people, Come white on, people bro. in Philly was like, "Do I want to go down to DC or do I want, like, or do I want to go to New York? Up to which New York, York exactly. Much. Which one? Which one do I want to go to? You know what? Split my eyes, try to get both. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, so you took you thought that when they did a show in DC, it was gonna be in the heart of DC on a statue in Dupont Circle, and they was gonna be performing. Like the whole they tickets to DC residents. The tickets was online <laughs> for everybody. Oh, you can travel. People have traveled, but like this is the oh, one. Oh yeah, I can people make. have traveled. This is Nigga, the one I, I went to make. Sweden for a concert, just for a concert in 2011. Yeah, people will travel. It can be done. Mm-hmm. Like by car, any way you choose. But mm-hmm. we'll and that. the funny thing is, like, like when you say stuff like that, I, this is what I get from it. Mm-hmm. When you say stuff like that, to me, is y- there's no win, right? Because you're going to denigrate your white fans. Yep. And I feel like you're going to denigrate your black fans. Yep. Because like you're going to be like your white fans, be like, oh, we don't matter, right? Or you don't want us to come in there, even though we support and like your music and stuff like that. And look. Some of them are going to do that thing. Some of them are going to really just like your music and understand and and understand and respect your perspective. But then you're looking at black fans that are there, like, oh, we we ain't enough. So you you saying I ain't doing enough? 
This is Shane Eli, artist, producer, out of L.A. Come fuck with me. But before you do, make sure you go check my man Phenom at Where's My 40 Acres. All right.